This is the Mayor Greg Fisher Podcast. I'm Graham Shelby. Earlier this month, Louisville reached a milestone in addressing a challenge that affects property values, public safety, and much more. Talking about vacant properties. In the fiscal year that ended on June 30th, Louisville Metro's Vacant and Public Property Administration saw a 330% increase in the sale of vacant properties that the city controls. 330%. And on this week's podcast, Mayor Fisher speaks with two of the people who helped make that happen, Joshua Watkins and Lynette Hulsman. They're both real estate coordinators with Metro government and experts on this issue that confronts neighborhoods across the city. I'm really happy to be here today to talk about vacant abandoned properties. When we took office about seven and a half years ago, the Great Recession was still kind of going on. We were hopefully coming out of it. In the first several years of our administration, we spent more time on vacant abandoned properties than any other issue because of the challenges that they give to us as a city. So our vacant public property administration team has done a really good job of identifying our challenges, uh, working to get the backlog down, and we're going to talk about that today. And I'm going to talk about that with our real estate coordinators, Joshua Watkins and Lynette Hulsman, and see how things are going on. So let's have a little background first. What circumstances lead to vacant properties, and how many do we have as a city, and, and where are they? So there are a lot of reasons that you know impact why properties become vacant. I think the most thing that people uh, talk about is probably when people pass away. You know, they pass away, they don't have a will, and that property sits there. Lynette and I were talking the other day about how, you know, properties are willed to people and their kids or the people that got it. They don't want it either. They may not yeah. be in the city or, or the state, and they don't want to take care of that their property. Which, I mean, that's something that I'd never experienced in real estate is usually when you inherit a property, you know, people might be fighting over it or, you know, yeah. it's it, it was something that was very new to me coming into into this. Um, and they won't want it because there, there's an um, outstanding a lot of mortgage or liens? There or? could be liens, and the value is just not enough to cover all those liens. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the really bad thing is sometimes they get stuck with them, and they don't have the funds to get it up to code. Yeah. So then they're just getting fined, you know, right. for the code lien. So an inherited property is not always an asset. Yeah. So that's one thing that we've kind of run into. And we've got about 5,100 vacant and abandoned properties. Uh, mm-hmm. Most of them are in private hands. Mm-hmm. And the land bank, we control about 500 of those, right? So it's a mm-hmm. big problem that we can affect what we can, but we can't attack all 5,100 of these. Mm-hmm. So you guys must have some amazing stories because you're really changing people's lives when you see a property transfer that you all participate in. So can is there any particular stories that are your favorites or were emotional or tell us what it feels like well i mean i know recently with um the cut it keep it program oh yeah um you know we've had some people that were well now when we tear down a property and and it's owned by the land bank our um demo and foreclosure team are sending letters out to the neighbors you know to let them know they may be they may be able to purchase that property so i mean we've had some people just in tears so excited that that finally this abandoned property is gonna, not only going to be torn down, but I might have the ability to purchase that lot. So oh, I, I love mean, that. You know, it's like this is your city government here to help. You know, yeah, not only yes. did we get rid of blight, mm-hmm. but then we're saying, hey, would you like to take control? Or would mm-hmm. you like to own this property? Yes. Oh, yeah. So we've had a lot of really just recently just great stories with that because it's really working out great to put our information in that letter because 
some people don't know who to contact yeah. about the lot. So Joshua, can you put a personal face on this? Oh, yeah. So I think at the start, so Lynette and I have been around for about four and a half years. You always have those stories that keep you getting out of bed every day. And uh, we had a, a couple that had been saving for over 20 years to buy their first house. They didn't want a mortgage, and they had lived in the same apartment for you know, a long, long, long time. And um, they came to the land bank. They found us, and we just kept hunting for properties. And, and luckily, we stumbled upon a bank-owned property that was coming uh, to the to the land bank because the land bank does that, too. We do accept uh, land bank-owned uh we bank on properties and long story short it was getting to be close to christmas time and everyone was working their hardest because yeah. after the wife saw it she said you know this is my house and nice. so we really tried to make it work i will never forget we had a land bank meeting two days before christmas mm -hmm. and um, we sat there and everybody they sat there on pins and needles and we presented the case and the land bank as they do so well heard everything and made this the decision to support them and um, they were their grandparents. So today they live in that house. I still remember uh, her walking outside of the room and yelling and screaming to the top of her lungs. And yeah. There wasn't a dry <laughs> eye in the room. And stories like that, I mean, they really let you know why you do it and you, you want to keep going. And that's what I love about public services. You know, we have so many opportunities to help people. Mm -hmm. You know, we kind of grind through the day-to-day -day work of making sure all city services run properly. But every day we have opportunities like this as well, mm -hmm. and they change people's lives. So yep. thank you guys for the important role that you all play. Now, the state has an important role with this as well. Oh, yeah. We work to get five state laws changed around vacant abandoned properties so we could more beneficially transfer and use some of these properties. Can you all tell how that impacted the work that you do? Sure. So I, I love that lead in because it takes it's really a group effort to to make this process happen. So I think the first big win happened uh, where our code enforcement liens were allowed to be a part of the foreclosure issue. Uh, and it made it started the foreclosure case basically in the program. And that if you continue on through the progression of that, there were several laws that changed that allowed it to be easier for us to get involved and make some decisions, shorten certain time frames that allow people to get started on properties faster. And I think most recently, um, we're talking about the land bank receiving uh, funding because traditionally the land bank uh, didn't have that sort of an operating budget, but the most recent law allows for some of those uh, funds from sale to be recouped back to the land bank so we can continue the great work. So. It's definitely uh, intentional, is the word I would use. Well, and I appreciate how our intergovernmental affairs team worked with Frankfurt to get these changes over the last four or five years. It's not easy to get laws changed, but if you stick with it and show them how it's going to benefit us as a city, Frankfurt came through for us. So mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I appreciate being able to say that from time to time. Absolutely. Now, we were kind of surveying the landscape, if you will, about how could we get more properties moved more quickly and you guys came up with a bunch of innovations last year. Mm -hmm. Last October, we had uh, some big announcements, and immediately people were interested. So can you all talk about the programs and the kind of reaction, the feedback that we got from the public? So when we first got here about four and a half years ago, we really only had a couple of ways that we could sell properties to people. Um, if mm -hmm. you didn't have all your funds to do a development, um, or you didn't have, you know, all your funding together to do a rehab, you couldn't buy from us. So what we wanted to do is um, create more opportunities, stay within the land bank bylaws, but um, get more people involved. Mm 
Mm-hmm. And Joshua has a great little analogy he likes to use. Yeah, I would always, I'm the king of analogies. I would tell people <laughs> that, you know, you wouldn't give me uh, a hammer and a nail alone and tell me to build a house. I mean, those are great tools, but you need more of them. And so we needed more to get things done. And so Lynette and I went back and forth uh, with each other. And then also we have a really, really great team at uh, the VPPA, have a lot of bright minds. So we asked a lot of people, you know, could this work? And I think um, their buy-in and then feedback from the public. You know, as Lynette mentioned, people couldn't buy from us. So we kept seeing applications coming in and people really had the passion. Louisville is not short on passion and people wanted to do it. We just needed to create areas for them to do it. And then, of course, with your help in October of last year, you have Cut It, Keep It. You have Last Look. You have the Flex Rate. Those are the newest ones. And people... I mean, our community really, really responded to those to those programs. All right, so lightning round here in one or two sentences. Explain each one real quick. Last look. So last look, um, that is for our properties that are on the demolition list. Um, if you're willing to save the property, we'll sell it for a dollar, and you have to do all the structural repairs and um, all the exterior repairs within six months. Awesome. Cut it, keep it. All right, so Cut It, Keep It is a maintenance program. It allows you to purchase uh, a land bank vacant lot on the same block of an occupied property up to 7,000 square feet. So it's a $500 charge. If you live on that block and there's a city-owned lot right across in that area, we will allow you to cut it and keep it. And it's a really, really great for program. For 500 bucks. 500 bucks. Amazing, isn't it? Now, it you, is can't, you can't sell it for three years unless you build on it. After that three years, you can do whatever well, you okay. want. That's okay. I mean, I've seen so many people happy to get rid of the blight. Yes. And then just keep a nice lot there. It makes everybody right. feel better, makes the other values of the properties mm-hmm. go up, et cetera. Mm-hmm. Flex rate. Flex rate. So that is if you don't have all your funding together. Um, you have your development plan in place. Um, you know you know exactly what you want to do. You know what it's going to cost you, but you just don't have all your funds. Mm-hmm. So we will sell that to you at more of a market value rate. It kind of depends on the size. Um, we'll either have to get it appraised or it could be PVA value or 80 cents a square foot, depending on the size. But, um, so if you're willing to pay a little more, we're going to go ahead and sell that to you. And then we'll be more flexible on your time frame for getting it done and to get your finances. And the dollars involved with something like that when they purchase it? Or- um, you know, it could be anywhere. A lot could be $2,500, you know, could be around, I think we had one in, uh, Shelby park recently that went for around 4,000. Right. Okay. So- Good. And last look demo for deed. So demo for deed is, you know, we like to use demolition or we when we think about demolition, we want it to be a last resort. But we understand that sometimes properties, that's the best financial choice. Um, So we will allow for the private market to demolish that property. And the good thing about that is it doesn't just become a vacant lot that no one has. So we're going to sell it to that person that takes that property down with a licensed demolition estimate, and then they are allowed to develop that property. That's the really great thing. It completes that cycle so that we know who's purchasing it, and hopefully they're going to uh, have a great plan in place of that. So, and that's contrasted to the last look, save the structure right. program. So we got two last looks, one's demo, one's save. Mm-hmm. And yeah. then are you guys getting a good feel for kind of the emerging areas of the city, kind of up and coming areas where some of these programs are taking place? Uh, if you were mm-hmm. looking at neighborhoods or naming neighborhoods right now, what Like might, the ones that have been most successful? Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. Um, Russell, Russell has been a very successful neighborhood, specifically with like Cut It, Keep It and whatnot. That's really interesting also. What it tells us is that 
people are concerned about their neighborhoods all over the city and they want to get involved the best ways that they can. Um, a lot of our properties are in West Louisville, and we're seeing a great response from that. Uh, I would yeah. say um, Smoketown and Shelby Park, we've mm -hmm. had a lot of new construction right there. Oh, yeah. um, anything we get in Smoketown or Shelby Park, whether it's a, a building or a vacant lot, I mean, they're just snatching those up. We've, I think we probably have maybe seven new construction property mm -hmm. homes going in over there just recently in the last few months yeah so. re remodeling seems to be really busy in yeah. the city right now yes you mentioned russell too uh joshua you know it's almost 800 million dollars going into the russell neighborhood now in the next couple of years so yeah, i think i heard that one russell russell <laughs> russell's gonna be a very hot place it uh, is. to be in waterfront park phase four come along that 18th and broadway corridor 200 million dollars additional being invested there so it's really fun to see the way it, downtown the edge neighborhoods are developing mm -hmm. and programs like these right here really helping our city to come back in in many different ways mm -hmm. so a lot of people are intimidated by the process of getting involved with this mm -hmm. so could you all walk us through the process of buying a vacant property using one of our sales programs well i think one thing that we've tried to do since we got here is to really raise the profile of the land bank mm -hmm. um, i know before if anyone asked me about a city-owned property i would say call the city i have no idea <laughs> yeah. you know so um we've really tried to do that and um, yeah, we're reaching over three thousand people mm -hmm. right now on a listserv so that's good uh, if we wanted yeah. to start with we'll start let's say cut it keep it because we really like that program what do you need to do if you want to purchase cut it keep it so one obviously uh you need to make sure that the that you own the property that it's occupied on the same block right so a block on either side of the street is in between two intersections so that's step number one step two is there a land bank owned vacant lot in that same area and you don't have to worry about the square footage you can call us for that we'll help you with that um, and if it fits we'll let you know that you are eligible for uh, that program and we will do a lot of back work on the other side that we don't want to go into all the details with but ultimately we'll go to the land bank if everything checks out and we will request those properties to be sold after that I'm very very proud to say that we're getting really good on our processing time so to start to finish we're trending around 40 to 45 days Excellent. to pull this stuff off and um, we're scheduling a closing that you'll do in our office with the same people that you met when you called and um, that's really great we get to walk people through that so that's cut it keep it kind of in a nutshell you'll pay five hundred dollars and then that property is yours yeah well, I mean, that doesn't nothing, sound intimidating it's not intimidating mm -hmm. at all and that's kind of what right yeah that's kind of what i was getting at is that yeah. you know we're here we're here to help you um you know get through the process and if you sometimes we'll have people and they have an idea but they're not really sure what program they fit in we're going to help you do that mm -hmm. you know so we'll talk no a little bit about that what who tends to buy properties from the city a lot of different people everybody mm -hmm. so we i, I would love and we can really speak to this but there is something for everyone at the land bank so obviously you'll have um i think a lot of people talk about investors right especially in areas they're thinking that people are buying properties that don't necessarily live there but we've seen cases where people that live there want to owner occupy that means they want to live there themselves and so mm -hmm. and obviously we need all hands on deck to solve this problem you said it earlier we have a lot of vacant properties in the city so we have investors um, we also mm -hmm. have seen uh, we've had a lot of church groups that we work with mm -hmm. um, nonprofit organizations mm -hmm. individual people you name it I mean people yeah. are coming and they're finding out about the great work and they're asking how they can be involved and I'm happy at this point that we have something for them yeah. so we 
had a little celebration today, and it was because our success of selling 125 homes in this past year was so much more than any other time that we uh, had attempted to move property out of the land bank. So mm-hmm. I guess what it's a, it's a combination of just all the new programs, the great work that you guys do every day, of course. Any, anything else going into this, or where do you see us going next? I think, well, raising the profile obviously has helped. People know who to go to. Um, mm-hmm. The new programs really have made the difference because if we didn't have those, we would be not too far off from our, our numbers from the previous years. Yeah. So those have um, greatly um, improved our numbers. And then I think just the number, the amount of properties we're getting into the land bank through our foreclosure process, mm-hmm. um, it's just more that we can turn, you know, turn around. So. And do you all feel good about our remaining inventory? Did we pick off the easiest ones here in year one and it's going to be tough from here on? Or do you see... Now, year two after these programs being equally successful. Well, we have some some new things we're going to launch. Oh, yeah, um, yeah. Yeah. Well, so. a little teaser, but vacant properties are always a, a bit of a, a mixed bag, right? So you never really know what you're going to get. But I can say that we are using data a lot better. We are smarter, and we are looking to reach out to people in advance, for example, to say, hey, did you know that you could do this in that area? And so we know that the people and the passion is there. We just have to put properties in front of the people with the passion and, and mm-hmm. make sure that that all matches. All right. Well, Annette threw out a little teaser there for us. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I guess we don't have breaking news <laughs> right yet today, but it sounds like it's coming up. huh? It's going to come very soon. We're, we're finishing up some uh, final touches. We yeah. worked with uh, a really fabulous intern uh, from the University of Louisville. So again, another partner, all hands on deck. And uh, we really get that support all the way at the leadership to continue to be innovative and think of things. And we're really excited about what's going to come. So everyone stay tuned. I think they'll be excited about what happens. Excellent. Okay, well, remind everybody where they can find more information. What's the easiest way to get in touch with you The best way is to go on our website. There's a lot of great information on our website. You can even submit applications online. Uh, If you go to louisvilleky.gov backslash vacant, Yep, and we understand that everybody doesn't want to be in front of a computer. So um, you can always call us at uh, 502-574-4200. That's the sales line. You'll get either Lynette or I or any one of our capable team members that can answer your questions. Mm -hmm. And if all else fails and you want to put a name and face together, come on down to 444 South 5th Street. (laughs) Fifth floor. (laughs) Fifth floor. We'll love to. I mean, we really, really love talking to people. They tell us so much. They inform us so much. And... um, we can't thank the citizens enough for helping us get to the goal. And we always do really love to see people in our open houses. Oh, yeah. So if you see our RFP come out, and even if there's a property you're not really interested in, but you just want to come and chat with us, we love that, too. Yeah, it gets lonely in the vacant yeah, houses. Yeah, we get bored. Uh, you can get out and about. you got a good team. I just want to thank Laura Grabowski. She's here in the studio with us for helping lead us to good results here as well. And just to everybody at the Vacant Public Property Administration team, uh, you guys are changing the face of the city. Uh, you're all making people happy. You're showing them how government works, and it's a great investment for our taxpayers. So Joshua and Lynette, thank you guys so much for the good work you do and spending time with us today. Thank, thank you. you. That was Mayor Fisher in conversation with Joshua Watkins and Lynette Hulsman about the city's ongoing efforts to address vacant properties. Thanks for listening to the Mayor Greg Fisher Podcast. You can keep up with the mayor. He's in constant motion on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. You can also subscribe to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Play, and wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Graham Shelby. Thanks again for listening to the Mayor Greg Fisher Podcast.